0: We are nobody. That's kind of the best part about this is that we're so, we're not qualified to talk about anything. Named. Yes, the podcast yes. has no name and a show has no reason to end like that, but it did. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Horrible Friends, a podcast where we kind of book club a horror movie. Uh, I am Kyle. I am Mike. Hey, I'm Dan. Jarvis. And Chris. And this week we have a real winner here. Uh, I am happy to... Give this over to Dan so we can go over a little bit of plot Uh, after he's done plot. Then we are going to talk about cinematography, then um, the sound design and music. Then we're going to quickly move over to our um, uh, rating scale and we'll talk generally about how we feel about the movie at the very end. And then we'll give you our next one. Uh, So, Dan, over to you.
1: All right. So this week we have the infamous Mosquito. From 1994, this movie was directed by Gary Jones. Uh, Fun fact about Gary Jones, Gary Jones is mostly known for his visual effects, um, which we'll get into that. The budget for this film was around $200,000 at the time of filming. Um, So that approximately equals out to around $352,000 to today's standards. Um, And this movie was actually... Uh, kind of a hit at the box office, making almost a million dollars. The movie takes place in Michigan. and was shot almost entirely there, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, the other movies that came out in this year, just so you have a little bit of a frame of reference of movies that this competed with, were movies like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, The Leprechaun 2, and... In the Mouth of Madness. I've never heard of that one, but that was on the list. So there you go. Um, so this week, we're also doing something new. We have something called a nude clock. So I, since this is the first week we're doing it, I do want to say that we decided this together because a bunch of the movies that we watched recently just have unnecessary nudeness at weird random times so we wanted to start a nude clock just to show the absurdity of it, uh, in some of these movies and in mosquito, our nude clock clocks in around 23 minutes and seven seconds of the movie. We get our first, uh, at least boob, if you will. Which, so. if you
0: if you started watching this with a mental age of one, uh, by twenty minutes in, you're probably at a mental age of eighteen. So it's probably legal for you to see it. <laughs> it's
1: about right. All right. So.
2: We're to do our best. Uh, I, I want to take a step back and say that nudity is never unnecessary. So I will take a very
1: umbrage <laughs> of what you just said, sir.
3: Okay. All right. We leave it to you, the listeners, to determine what you think is unnecessary. We just give you the times.
1: Call yeah. us at 1 800 Horrible Friends to or- talk legitimately tell us on twitter
0: or instagram how much you love or hate the fact that there's just boobs thrown at you when you're in a movie
2: <laughs> and if you call 1-800 horrible friends it is only 5.99 for the first minute and 99 cents for every minute after that
0: you got a steep beginning charge but really kind of flatten out huh
2: hey most people only last the first two minutes so we got to get them. <laughs>
1: All right. So uh, before we get too derailed into, I don't know what this conversation is. uh, So, Mosquito, (laughs) as I said, it takes place in Michigan near Detroit. Um, We start the film off in space, as all good Mosquito bug movies do, uh, with a ship of what looks to be Boba Fett. The Boba Fett ship is flying towards Earth and it, it crashes into a swamp. So, then we see mosquitoes. They land on the arm of this alien that is, I, I guess we are to assume that it's dead. And they start sucking out the blood. You're right away to assume that that's how this movie is going to start. So we see our heroes. We're one of our heroes. The other one I'm not really going to call a hero. But Meg and Ray are driving down the road. And they run into one of these mosquitoes, Ray is dumb, and he doesn't really understand what it is, but Meg is a proclaimed animal expert, and she figures out that it is a bug. <laughs> How does she know it's a bug Dan uh well I- I'll tell you by my proboscis count uh, <laughs> my she <laughs> her proboscis uh she she they pull a proboscis out of the of the car because it got stuck there somehow i mean whatever so hey dan what's a proboscis a proboscis that it, it's it's i don't really know isn't it like a straw or something it's like what the insects eat from
0: Correct. If you Google it, it actually only says that it's supposed to be used in the form of like uh, an elephant or something like that. They were like, sometimes you can use it for insects. So she was real hardcore about this proboscis, 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 preposterous, and uh, preposterous. (laughs) And uh, Mm. yeah, they use it. That's what the uh, insect is using to suck your blood.
1: So Meg tells Ray after he asks, what is that? She's like, it's a bug. And he goes, no, it's not. Get back in the car. We're not. She's like, let's take it with us. We'll go back to the school. And he's like, no, we're not going back to the school. We're getting you a job. And she's like <laughs> a real job. Right, fine. <laughs> yeah, a real job. That's why they drove into the mountains. <laughs> It's important to remember
3: that she really wanted to put the bug in the car because there is a reoccurring theme of Meg wanting to put dead things in the car. Mm-hmm. Please continue to
2: dance. <laughs> I I, mean, I did notice that too. Every time something died, she was like, let's take it with us. <laughs> she had a very she was very dead set on taking every dead body with them. And just throw it in the trunk. let just throw it in the trunk. <laughs> at,
1: at this point, did did anyone else notice that Ray? Ray, this is very subtle but Ray's head like just starts convulsing as he like tries to like tilt his head to say like get back <laughs> in the car And it, but he, uh-huh. he, the actor can't do it so he's just like dada, dada.
0: he does it a couple times where I, he's like I honestly thought he had a stroke <laughs> <laughs> he, he does like a quick a quote unquote quick head motion where he's like you know get over there like, like picture yourself doing that uh, but instead he just kind of like convulses for a few seconds yeah that's pretty bad <laughs>
1: All right, so we'll fast forward a little bit. They get back in the car. Um, They do not take the bug with them. And Meg's fine with it. Not really. But so we go forward. um, We cut to new characters. We cut to these, an amazing acting ability of the park rangers. Uh, One of the park rangers being Ron Ashton who is from the Stooges, a famous band back in like the 60s, 70s, uh, who played with like Iggy Pop. But anyway, he's the best actor in the whole movie. Just going to throw that out there.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, no cho- I'm glad he chose a career in music as opposed to
1: acting. Correct. And Dare you.
2: As much as I did love him in this movie, he's a better musician than he is an actor.
1: I literally wrote down in my notes, the park rangers are the best actors.
2: (laughs) I mean, the bar was not that high to begin with, so that is not much praise.
1: (laughs) This is correct. So so the Ron Ashton, uh, his name in this is Hendrix. So Hendrix uh, is told that he has to work while all the people are in the park. There's a bunch of people there. We're to assume that it's like a holiday getaway or something. summer break. People are there. And We're brought to that conclusion by the way because there's
3: a great 80s campground montage complete with butts bouncing with volleyball and you know 80s dads grilling mm-hmm. it's, it was just
1: yeah it, it was a great visual also with ron ashton peeping tom on mm-hmm. <laughs> through like binoculars looking at women's asses and like
0: yeah, yeah. The, the first the first lines you get out of him are um and this is very consistent with his character are yeah do it baby jump yeah yeah do it uh-huh yeah and I wish I was joking
3: <laughs> I didn't know we had audio clips how did, yeah. we have audio clips now because that's exactly I, I, how it sounded
0: I, I ran it past um I don't know some conglomerate probably owns this crappy movie
2: <laughs> as long as our legal team signed off on it you can do whatever you want. Okay. Well, yes,
1: we're, we're our legal team. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to talk about Ron Ashton's character, Hendrix, throughout oh. this entirety, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But if if you don't look up anything else about Mosquito, please look up on YouTube Mosquito and Ron Ashton. Just enjoy his acting in it because it is hilarious. Uh, but let, let's keep moving on because we could sit here and talk about that all day. So uh, Hendrix is told that he needs to work. He's very upset about that. He goes and talks to his chief who is – A a lunatic and uh, has some crazy obsession with mosquitoes and bugs. And basically, the chief tells him, You need to work because you're the best at this job. And he's like, All right, fine. So uh, he then goes and gets a bug sprayer and starts spraying all of the guests there with this toxic fumes. Uh, and that's it for that scene. That's about it for that scene. So that happened. And we we fast forward. Meg and Ray arrive at their cabin. Uh, oh, no, something else happens before that, doesn't it? We meet new characters. We meet the mm-hmm. amazing Gunnar Hansen, uh, whose character in this is Earl. And his brother, Junior, and some... I called him Sean William Scott's brother because Rex Mm kind of looked like Sean William Scott to me, but I'm sure that's not who that is. Uh, But they apparently we learn later they robbed a bank and they are trying to escape. But at this point, they're just shady looking characters. Rex is attacked while he's pooping in classic Jurassic Park fashion. And he dies here, right? Isn't this where he dies? He does, but not the way we would would expect. That's true.
3: Shot
2: in the back by his friend when he's trying to run away from the mosquitoes.
3: Yes. So So the two two least likely people to save anyone in any way um, go go off to save uh, their cousin and end up murdering him uh, in the process. Um, It's important, by the way, uh, to note that these are tremendous performances by the inbred pseudo militants, Mm -hmm. uh, pseudo militant bank robbers. I mean, these uh, I I mean, I I know we're already kind of on a precedent with uh, Hendricks being being the breakout star here, but I don't think we're giving nearly enough credit to the pseudo militant inbred bank robbers.
1: You're not wrong on that. Um, They they are pretty amazing. Uh, so Sean William Scott dies uh, before we even got to know him. He died too young in the movie. Uh, then we move on. We see a scene that is, unless anyone wants to talk about, I'm just going to skip very quickly through it. We see one someone die in a boat. Uh, they get their blood sucked out. We see that the mosquitoes suck people dry of all their blood. I got to say, it was pretty unsettling mm-hmm. to watch. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, the guy in the boat was
2: actually the other
4: cousin park
1: ranger
2: because uh, uh, I remember that park ranger was telling Hendrix, oh. uh you got to work. I'm going to go fishing and yes, it sucks, it sucks to be you because I'm going to be fishing.
0: You are correct. Yeah. Right. They were telling they were telling bad jokes. That yeah. That's that's all I remember as my like memory flashes back to me uh, is the fact that yeah, they were telling bad jokes in the boat and. Uh, the the I think the big old mosquito comes in and just uh, sucks out through his eyes. Is that correct?
2: Mm, yeah, his eyes.
1: That's how he got his blood sucked. So after they die, both of them die. We cut over to the most awkward makeout scene I've... No exaggeration. I think it's the most awkward makeout scene I've ever seen in a movie. Like no chemistry between these two actors of Megan... Megan Ray. Have not you forgotten,
2: at all. Have you forgotten the uh, makeout scene in a I did. movie called Deathbed?
1: I did forget about that. Oh, my God. He tried to rip her boob off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, would it be I don't know the how you forgot about most
2: this. Awkward makeout scene. It, it in comes a movie?
0: it comes close for me just because I don't know what. The reasoning. I mean, I know what the reasoning was. People don't want to see men with their pants off, but my dude was in jeans in bed and he was like, don't worry, baby. And I was like, I am worrying my dude. Like, you got jeans on and you're about to go to bed and she's wearing like a (laughs) nighty."
3: Yeah, we got... Even the cinematography there got weird. It was like the camera guy was like, I'm going to shoot her butt. And then he changes his mind midway. Like (laughs) no one felt comfortable shooting. He
0: felt so bashful. He was like,
3: oh, (laughs) he didn't have the heart to tell her that no one wanted to see it. So he he let her down easy.
0: Yeah, you do get a lot of like you get a lot of cheek uh, at that point. But still, no boobs yet. We're good. Keep moving.
1: All right. So but the next scene We do get our first. boob. So (laughs) cut to I think our first and only boob actually of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Cut to a tent. And there are two two people in there. They're a a man and a woman. They're going at it. Uh, I have in my notes. I actually have on my notes um, for Megan Ray. Have they ever made out? Is this their first time? And then immediately after, these two have. (laughs) And I I put they rolled on a hot dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of close-ups of hot dogs in this whole movie, by the way. This one happened earlier, this one happens. I think another one happens later. it's weird, but keep going.
3: Um, Far and away, (laughs) by the way, the most the most unsettling scene of the entire movie. Not the fact that giant mosquitoes are sucking the life out of these campers, but the fact that they're just rolling on. Smorgasbord of of (laughs) camping food that they've left on the on the
1: floor of their tent. Really? Oh, it's 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 irresponsible. Um, It's their fault that bugs get into their tent. It's bad for the environment. I'm just saying. It really
2: is. You can't leave food out on a camping trip. That's
3: when the bugs. I was rooting for the mosquitoes.
1: All right. So the next thing I wrote. I this is the most notes I wrote in this whole movie on this one scene. Um, why is he abruptly peeing? Didn't make sense to me. Like, he just stopped having sex and was like, I got to good pee. And I was like, all right, I guess so.
0: Yeah, well, but- because he wanted to make room because the pee is held in the balls, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, had to, he had to clean out the pipes.
0: Yeah, but he does get out of the tent and he's like, ah, and
1: there's like chugs a beer. <laughs> so, So when he gets out of the tent, so if you do have to abruptly go and pee, where's the boner? There was no boner (laughs) there. I'm sorry. Like, not to be too vulgar, but I'm saying, like, I looked. I didn't see anything there. I was like. That's um,
2: because you can't maintain a boner when you have to pee.
1: Can you tell that this is a podcast with five guys? I can. (laughs) Well, here, here you go. All right, so we're, we're done looking at the guy. Uh, the next question was, did she at least get to finish? No. I think that's
3: a clear no. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that guy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and my last question, because when the mosquitoes do attack, it stabs her in the butt, of course, because... That hold on got, hold that. on you're, you're jumping just we're a little skipping, too far we're ahead skipping. you you are there's some mov- important plot points <laughs>
0: you are moving past the part where it was heavily implied that that proboscis proboscis was gonna go into that woman <laughs> and not in a stab and suck kind of thing but as in a sex
3: can you tell a
1: man directed this like oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh he came there in was,
3: there was a there was an air of consensuality between that, but in that scene, like yeah. she was about to get dicked down by a giant fucking radioactive mosquito. This and it held my attention. Uh, huh.
0: he came in with the, <laughs> I, it was uh, honestly, when you look at the prop, I think it was like actually a stick from one of the trees nearby. And they just colored it like a different color green. Cause it was like smacking her legs. And I was like, that's a stick. That's just a branch.
1: And yeah. yeah, she was, she was into it. But it's a proboscis. <laughs> all, all I could think was this guy's into tentacle porn. Like, yeah. the, whoever wrote this is in the tentacle porn. Sure. That's, that's all this looked like.
0: You can make that jump.
1: Um, so anyway, so she, she gets stabbed in the butt by a proboscis, uh, and all I could write down was who sucks butt better, Steve or the Mosquito. <laughs>
2: I would think it's a it's a toss-up between Steve and the Mosquito, but I'm gonna give the points on this one to the mosquito.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely a salad toss-up for sure. For sure. That was a good joke. Thank you.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. Someone. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got that. <laughs> um, all right. So so obviously they're going to die. Our, next scene is Ray and Meg they come out of the the next morning they come out of their cabin we finally find out why what Meg's job is and she's one of the new park rangers uh, they hadn't told us and we are past the 23 minute mark of this mm-hmm. so we finally found out why she's up here uh, they meet probably the coolest character in the whole thing That's, I would say yeah <laughs> um and that is, it's the doc, right? Parks. Parks. That's it. Thank you. Um, his name is Parks. He works for the Park Department. <laughs> uh, works for the Air Force. Oh, yeah, right. And they they meet up with him. He helps them out, gives them a ride because Ray helped him take the top off his Jeep. mm mm-hmm. um, Okay, so they drive to where she's supposed to go for work. They find out that there are, I counted like 38 dead bodies. I literally counted them as their scene was going on. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: I, I saw a lot of bodies, but I did not count them all. In the earliest, it did not seem like it was that crowded of a park but then they go to that scene and just dead bodies everywhere
0: yeah Yeah, i I do want to comment on the, the makeup they they had some of the effects that i guess we glossed over a little bit but i guess we're gonna get to them a little bit later um they did really well on and you could tell where the budget went on the couple bodies where they did it on at this point everybody just has like uh like white powder on their face and like uh eyeshadow and it's like oh okay i guess How did they all and there's
4: raspberry jam all over them.
0: Yeah, I I honestly uh, part of me looking back thinks that at this point did the park ranger did, did Hendrix kill these people? Because mm, maybe I don't know that the mosquitoes did. They all just had like bright white faces like they had just suffocated because maybe they got doused with mosquito repellent. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: <laughs>
0: I think Hendrix killed 38 people. <laughs> That's why he was
1: hiding under the boat. He was ashamed of what he did. He was waiting for the cops to come. Remember, he says that later. Oh, uh, he was like, I'm going to turn myself in. I'm waiting for the cops to come. Oh, maybe he did
0: kill 38
3: people. <laughs> well, we solved it, guys. Podcast over. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. right. Hey, See you next week. week. Cool.
1: <laughs> Have a horrible time or whatever. Um, anyway, so <laughs> they find all these dead bodies. Uh, as we were just joking about, they find Hendrix. He's still alive. He was cowering under a boot. They talk with him. You get some more amazing Hendrix lines mm-hmm. and skip forward just a little bit. They find they're trying to find out how to get out of there. They find a camper. They basically take the camper and they um, they, they steal it. But the guy's dead. So it's OK. Right. Ethics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. so, no, he's good. So, so they they drive away. They get flagged down by good old Junior and Earl. Are Mm neo-Nazi neo-Nazi boys? Um, They try to steal the the camper. They hold him up at gunpoint. Ends up that Ray is such a badass that he doesn't. I I guess that he kind of takes them over in a Batman fight scene type of way, right? We get like that. of Those
4: effects
2: were the greatest (laughs) part of that scene. It was so good. Throughout
1: that whole scene, (laughs) it
2: kept going back and forth between our heroes, Ray, Meg, and Parks. They were in control of the situation. Then the bank robbers were in the control of the situation. And then they gave them a twack, twack, bing, zang, zoom. And then Ray and Meg were back in control, just back and forth the whole time.
0: For its comedic timing, this was on purpose and it was good.
1: Yeah, they, they even had like the shaft music in the background with the hi-hat, like the uh, <laughs> t- <laughs> t- <laughs> shaft. Um anyway, so our heroes, if you will, they take the neo-Nazi type guys. We have this really cool scene where mosquitoes are fighting against the against the camper. Uh they have to fight him off with guns and stuff. She gives him she gives Earl an axe and then did anyone else find that to be weird? Like, why did she give Earl the axe? I think I don't Earl know.
2: Earl was like, "Give me an axe, I can help you guys out defending yourselves from these mosquitoes." So he kills the mosquito that's on top of his friend or his cousin, and then immediately takes the axe and puts it to Meg's throat. It's like, did you not see that coming, Meg? This is what yeah. happens every time the bad guy says. I want to help you guys out. I want to be part of the team. Give me a weapon. Do not give that man a weapon. She was yeah.
0: shittily enough, like the quintessential uh, female loves all living things kind of person. Cause the, when they were going to, they were going to dump his ass on the road when he, uh, when they originally held him up at gunpoint, sorry, they were all going to, and she was like, we can't just leave them here. And they're like, fine. And then they put them on the bu- and yeah, And then she's like, well, I can't just let him die. And then, so she gave him the accident. And it happened again. Like it, it, it's such a stereotypical role and it sucks. Cause she, otherwise oh, also
4: a fan of all dead things too,
3: besides living things. Right. Corrected. Exactly. She if, really he had loved died, if he had died on the side of the road, he would have ended up in the trailer one way or the other. She was going to take a dead body home. <laughs> it was going to happen. Because
0: the other I time mean, was it, earlier. Yes, the canoe. We, yes uh, when we find Hendrix earlier, we've got to mention it. They find a, they find the dead body on the boat, right? Somewhere around that time period. Is that correct? Yes. And, yes. and yeah, it was the, the other park ranger. And they, she was like, put him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, but yeah, so it, I don't know. She's playing like an archetype. It, it sucks, but whatever.
1: It sucks, but we... Anyway, we'll we'll talk more about the movie after mm-hmm. the plot. Um, last thing I want to say about that scene is that ball kick that she did to Earl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, highlight of oh. the movie for me. Yeah. Oh my god, it it was so badly cut. It
0: she like kicked a, like a legitimate sack of potatoes. Like I think they put <laughs> pants on a, on a potato and just like she kicked it.
4: <laughs> just like the the. Barely even sound, it was just a. Dude.
0: Yeah, that was the best part. It was just. It, I think I would have accepted it because it was a fight scene. If it was like, you know, or like, Dude. or something weird, uh, that would have been fine. But no, they just went with. <laughs> 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 so, all
1: right. So, um, we. They end up losing the RV. Uh, it flips over. They run into a tunnel, like a sewer drain, and Junior dies from a bunch of mosquitoes. And somehow, this is the point. You know, I find myself every week that we do this. This is the point where they they learn the plot somehow. They all just figure it out. They're just Mm -hmm. like, wait a second. There's got to be an alien out there. (laughs) The mosquitoes suck the blood of the alien. That answers it. Yeah, that was it was pretty poignant.
2: I just want to go back a second and uh, Junior's death when he gets the blood sucked out of him, the eye popping effect that he had. I think that was one of the
3: best shots. the movie. It was so good. It was that was very good. I I I have a heart next to that to, to that note. It says the eye bulge and pop on Junior and I made a heart.
0: I. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that that's where a majority of the budget went, because that was that was good. The, the the effect was great and it was good timing and it was the perfect character to do it to. And uh, I don't know, it, it was a it was a good choice all around. So, yeah, I, I definitely like that scene.
2: I'm just going to stop you because I read something about that was not the most expensive effect or shot in this movie. That's sad. The, mo- the Ooh, most expensive what was? shot in this movie was actually... The fee they paid for the stock footage of the mosquito being born in the true. beginning of the movie.
0: You know, I had a note. I said, oh, look, somebody got a, uh, a macro lens. That's nice. No, so they paid for that. That's hilarious.
2: So that <laughs> stock footage cost them $1,500. That's Jeez. a lot of money. So every other effect in this movie like by itself would have cost under $1,500. That, that goes from the kick to the potato sack to the (laughs) eye popping out to the uh hiding under a boat and the mosquito butt sucking all cost less than fifteen hundred dollars each
0: i that gives me hope in this world (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this world of uncertainty that is that is that brings me hope in that i can do something because under 1500 bucks i can do something that great
2: I I do not want to live in a world where it costs more than fifteen hundred dollars to kick someone in the (laughs) potatoes.
0: Um, did we make it to? We're just Uh, about to make it
1: into the sewer. We're we're, we we actually made it into the sewer. Oh, they they lit the fire. Mm -hmm. They they came back. Uh, Is there something that you wanted to say about the sewer? Yeah, I I would love to talk about the sewer. please go ahead, Kyle
0: my my biggest one was uh, this was the forced scene that let you see all the pokey nipples that you wanted to see because everybody is suddenly shirtless and uh, there is a <laughs> there's a weird cut everybody has already given up their shirts and Park has lit all the fires in all three tunnels at this point in my in my vision of this and then they cut to Meg who is still wearing all of her park outfit including the jacket and then they cut back to her and she is suddenly now without a park jacket I'm like
3: oh Okay. (laughs) it's also important to say that we learn in this film that the most flammable element in the entire universe, the entire known universe, is just a T-shirt, a Bic lighter to a T-shirt, the absolute most flammable element in the known universe. A wet, sweaty T-shirt in the sewer.
2: (laughs) I've never seen anything catch fire quicker than damp, sweaty clothing. You want, to start a, you want to start a fire. That's the way to go.
0: Uh yeah, so that that's when they also figure out the fire fire good, uh bad guys hate. So that's that's a good plot point. <laughs> it's like right, we're right back to the thing. Like yeah. they it
4: doesn't like fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like we become
0: cave people. Oh, oh yeah, fire. Like, fire bad. Fire hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that that was a that was an interesting scene. I thought it was uh this would have been probably under that fifteen hundred dollars, but they had blanks that they had to shoot, and they shot a lot of them did just just a lot of blanks
1: so after after they get out of the sewer, they find a they find a cabin they're making their way to the bog or the swamp at this point to try to find the meteor that they know crashed. Because, again, they found out the whole plot. They just put it all together somehow. And they find this cabin. Uh, Turns out they board it up. They have like a little bonding moment. They find out that as mosquitoes are trying to come in, they find out that all the eggs are down there in the basement because they're so close to the swamp. And uh, we get this amazing Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference. Right? Like Gunnar I mean, Hansen. We have that mentioned. Yes. Yeah, Gun- Gunnar Hansen picks up a chainsaw and he's like chopping up these mosquitoes and stuff. And oh, it's it's great. It really is.
2: I mean, that was probably one of the highlights of the movie for me. When he comes in, he's like, hey, I found this in the shed. And he unveils a chainsaw and says, I haven't hurt, handled one of these in 20 years. It feels good. That just brought a smile to my face. Mm -hmm. 1994,
3: the release date of this movie, 1974, the release date of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was a thing of beauty and it made this entire movie worth watching.
0: Honestly, I I have not seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I know what movie we uh, have. It's it's already on there, I think. But yeah, I I didn't know that that was a reference. I assumed it was because I I wrote it down. I was like, he seems very familiar with a chainsaw. Okay.
2: I mean, one of the most memorable quotes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is uh, I'm going to fuck up these mosquitoes in 20 years. I'll keep an eye
0: Um, out for that. (laughs) I
1: love that one. All right. So let's wrap this plot up. So they find the eggs a bunch of them die trying to blow up the house to kill all these eggs uh, that includes Earl let's see who else does doesn't Hendricks die yeah. Hendrix dies
0: Hendricks dies, dies from the fall there's no way that he survived that oh uh, he fell down like an elevator shaft yeah they use a dumb a waiter, dumb waiter dumb they waiter. use a dumb waiter to get to the uh the attic of the building then climb out the roof and get off that's the whole that's how they get out of this house. They decide that they're just gonna blow it up um I did write that uh, before before all the uh, mosquitoes attacked, there was uh, there's a scene where they're all kind of like goofing around and talking and like making jokes, I guess. Um, And at this point in the movie, I just said, man, somebody wrote a lot of dialogue for this film. There is no depth to it. There's no reason for it to exist. But somebody just filled the pages and they they said it all. They didn't cut any of it. They could have, but they didn't.
2: But the best thing for me was that all that dialogue was the most corny and cliched dialogue you can possibly have written down. It's like the whoever wrote this, I forget who wrote this movie, but he made his first pass, never looked at it again, handed out the script to everybody and said, yeah, let's go with that. I mean, some of my favorite lines in this movie was, uh, I think it was Megan Parks were talking and uh, someone said to him, that's science fiction bullshit. You are living in science fiction fact. Correct. <laughs> uh, not, I would say, but by far, bar none my favorite line in this movie was, uh, like Meg again says to Parks, Parks, probably my favorite character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Parks says, Meg says to Parks, it's been a long day, hasn't it? And then Parks goes, it's been a long two days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that least was my favorite line. Uh, my... Oh, um, yeah, I, we'll get back to that. I guess finishing up the plot. There's no more left. Um, there was yeah, no there was no plot after 20 minutes. Um,
1: so, yeah, they, they blow up the house <laughs> and then we never get to the meteor. But it just abruptly ends, as all good B movies do. Um, uh,
2: leaving out the fact that Parks got left behind in the house mm-hmm. and survived the explosion. Indiana, a Indiana Jones style. Mm-hmm.
0: It was good. So- it, that was good. Um, the fight at the end with the mosquitoes and um, uh, what's his name? The other guy, the big guy. Earl. Yeah, Earl. Uh, that Earl. that was a cool fight with the mosquitoes. I, I was fine with that. He did some cool uh, chainsaw work. Uh, my favorite line by far was uh, I, I don't even know who said it, but getting out of here is. Oh, it was Ray. Getting out of here is like asking for ice water in hell. That <laughs> that was in reference to them trying to leave the house after they had boarded up getting out of here is like asking for ice water in hell really?
2: Kyle? the ice would melt if you were in hell <laughs>
3: um, oh. that makes sense uh-huh. now i get it I, j- I just had a quick note uh, about the like the beautiful symmetry like the juxtaposition between um between park surviving and hendrix dying um so so we kind of touched on the dumb waiter you know taking taking up our heroes one by one to the roof so they can escape the house by the way mosquitoes have wings they were definitely going to be on the roof but we'll glance by that um so one by one they go up this dumbwaiter uh until we get to hendrix who i think is the fourth one up and Hendrix is a portly fella. And, of course, we see them. We, he gets about 75% of the way up. And then it shoots to the uh, the nail that's holding together the dumb waiter. Um, and it, of course, fails. And we see Hendrix falling to his death. And that's the last we see of Hendrix. Now, compare that to uh, what saved Parks, the refrigerator. <laughs> so the refrigerator is what killed, ultimately killed Hendrix, but it's also what ultimately <laughs> saved parks and i thought that was just a beautiful uh, symmetry that was very overlooked
0: it's like poetry in
3: motion it's fantastic except it's the movie mosquito and uh-huh. it's terrible this uh, is a
2: very deep and complex movie so like subtleties like that may go over some people's heads but i appreciate it
0: and i'm going to i'm going to bring it down real quick uh, now that the intelligence is gone um Every scene from when, as soon as the, uh, the sewer scene happened, and then onwards, Meg's nipples were hard in every fucking scene. Like there were other shirtless people, like wearing wife beaters. or, or sorry, that's probably a bad term. Uh, a, a shirts. Uh, that's what it used to be called. Sorry, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, I'm I'm just old enough to to call it that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a a shirt. But yeah, every everybody else. No, no hard nips. Meg had to have hard nips. I don't know why that was so weird. I don't know, man.
3: Do we not know? <laughs> Do we not know why it was?
0: I mean, yeah, boobies, I mean, boobies look great with hard nips. I know.
1: Look, this isn't the best. <laughs> We're not going into this movie looking for some progressive movie where we're looking for, like, empowered women and stuff like that. Like, this just is not that movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a B movie. Fun. It's a B movie with B characters filling classic tropes. So... I just wonder
2: no know how many times the director had to yell "cut" and say, "Hey Meg, you want to harden up those nips again?" And we some <laughs> can,
0: can we uh, can get some Macy on the set, please? <laughs> can we get
2: like twenty degrees cold? We just get a
0: couple of ice cubes.
2: <laughs> somebody get me an, like ice, an cube. ice cube. <laughs> uh,
0: at my, I think the the end of the movie ends in like, even though this was the '90s, it ended in such an '80s way. I think somebody just they, I think both of them just yelled. Cha or all three of them, they're like, Cha. It was a really it was a bad line.
2: And then they uh, up yeah.
4: and I was gonna up. say, yeah. I would I wish it ended just a jump up freeze frame
0: freeze pumped. I, that would have made it an actual like it would have actually made this movie tolerable because at some point you have to look at it and go, was this an, an attempt at a movie or was this a joke of a movie? Because the dialogue said one thing and the Decent, almost decently shot scenes said the other thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that is going to wrap up the plot. So this week, we are also starting a new segment, which we call our shout out segment. Uh, We take this time to just do a fun little shout out because it's our show and we just do what we want. So, and you're here for the ride. So, I'm going to pass it over to Mike to hear what is our shout out for this week.
2: This week's shout out goes to Karen's Bolo Rama and Dolphin Sanctuary. It's a great place to go with the family for a Sunday afternoon. It's the only place on the East Coast where you can bowl 10 frames while seeing their resident three-year-old dolphin buddy jump through hoops and splash around. Karen's Bolo Rama has 36 action-packed lanes of high-velocity bowling fun and half off your shoe rental with purchase of a Dolphin Fan Club poster. Be sure to hit the food court for dolphin safe snacks and treats. Please don't feed the dolphins nachos. It's been an ongoing problem ever since the incident back in 2018. They just can't digest the melted cheese product. Family Fun shows are held daily at 12, 145, 3.30, and 7 p.m. Special note from the general manager, Reggie, if you bowl a 300 game, you can hop in the pool and swim with the dolphins. Karen's bowl of Rama is not responsible in the case of injury or death. So come on down right now to the place where the lanes are slick and the dolphins do cool tricks. Karen's bowl of Rama and Dolphin Sanctuary, we love you. Uh,
0: thank you, Mike. Yeah, uh, I... Like I said, I think that the cinematography was actually good. People <laughs> people went to school and this was they actually they did it like they they filmed this. Well, there's there was one scene uh, I think it was right around the the boat. Uh, sorry, not the boat, the the cab of a car or something like that. When we find Hendrix uh, kind of early on and uh, the two uh, Megan and Ray are walking towards the camera and they got a nice one like uh, like third shot and then they get close to it and they pan back out and it goes back into like thirds uh, and i was like this is good this is actually good stuff this is fantastic uh i, I don't think the rest of the movie holds up but the the actual the cinematography is good
1: i think I, I think that the the way that the director shot was was well done um like like i said in the beginning like my little fun fact about him is that he's mostly known for his visual effects like if you look up gary jones on imdb you're gonna see 60 something almost 70 visual effects special effects uh type jobs over the amount of directing and stuff so i think that he knew what he wanted to see when he was doing those scenes like mosquitoes blowing up or the really gross scenes where mosquitoes were sucking people's blood dry and i think that 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 really showed that he knew what he was doing in that respect for a gross type of movie.
0: Yeah. And it, it keeps in with our our horror movie uh, shots like this. This was of the time and it still is pretty much about this. Like it, this is more modern shooting versus some of our other films where they were like kind of getting into the horror film shots. Uh, he had all of uh, them here, but
2: I did like the cinematography as well. I the m- best part of the movie for me, like cinematography wise, was the claustrophobic feel you had in the whole sequence in the RV. Mm. Uh, that stretch mm. of road was the actually what do I have here? Second longest stretch of road, only behind the runway in Fast and the Furious, because <laughs> they were going down that road for about seven minutes, uh-huh. and. I like the part where the uh, mosquito took out the tire, kamikaze style. Yes. And then the uh, RV flipped over.
0: <laughs> that was good. That was actually a good effect, um, which means that that Winnebago cost less than $1,500. Yes. Um.
2: <laughs> I mean, overall, the mosquitoes did look good because they, they were puppetry and practical effects. Mm. I just thought it did fall short on the uh, CGI mosquitoes. Yes. They just felt like very dated. It didn't even feel like it was a 90s movie, if like a, a cheesy 70s movie. So yeah, the, the practical effects are great. Just the CGI ones were kind of weak.
3: Yeah, seeing as well. visual effects. Yes, they, they, they were jumpy, man. Because, um, I mean, we, we start off, you know, let, let's go back to the beginning. We start off with that spaceship, which is, you know, it was a pretty decent graphic. You can see that the money went in with that that initial shot of like that, you know, the space uh, the spaceship roving over Earth. And, uh, and then we go to the claymation mosquito drinking the alien's blood and then later on we get like this you know scratchy looking it almost looked like stickers that he had just put on the backdrop of mosquitoes chasing our heroes Mm -hmm. it's uh, there's no consistency
0: i think that comes down to budget right like that they wanted more out of what they could afford which like the early 90s as far as cgi goes i mean you've got some decent films out there that that I mean, they're not going to hold up to today's standards by any means, but they're going to hold up just fine. Um, this was this was equivalent to, in my head, uh, Children of the Corn, like the that in that one, you see that the uh, the the corn, the current monster was like it was just yellow and red. Like it, I would say that at that point, like when they're part of the chasing mosquitoes looks just like that scene. And I was like, that's weird. It was weird to use that kind of effect when they did so well with all the others yeah
2: because this was before cgi got very good and mm-hmm. my practical effects always work better mm-hmm. than cgi even like today's movies like practical effects work better than cgi when it's done poorly okay. i just don't think they had the technology or the budget to do quality cgi for this movie
0: yeah they, they didn't they did not they should have just they could have cut those like they had they had no meaning. Like we had multiple puppet mosquitoes landing and doing stuff. It wasn't just like they had one puppet and they had to like reuse it. They had multiples landing. They
1: didn't need to have it in the sky. They, they tried something that didn't work, unfortunately. I, I know we kind of jumped into cinematography here. So um, I mean, uh, special effects. Yeah, rather. Uh, so I just want to say another really funny uh, fun fact so I read that the original special effects artist went out for a smoke and he just never came back so he pulled he pulled, he pulled. he's trying to pull like dad like went out for mm-hmm. smokes. I wonder when he's coming back
0: D- dad went out for milk and he's never coming back
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait what do you
2: mean not coming back my dad told me he was going to be back
0: nope. oh, don't worry
1: I, I'm still waiting to Yeah, one day, one day, all of our dads will show up. Uh, I I also um, wanted to say that a lot of the stuff that they used was uh, stop motion Mm. and puppetry. So it was a lot of practical effects, like Mike was saying. And I thought the practical effects were done very well. Like, I just want to agree with what you guys were saying. Definitely. The... Only thing that I
0: saw that was like a little odd, uh, and I think I finally caught like what they were trying to do was uh, inside the house when she was just about to light the fire on the stove, um, and they they kind of she runs over to the stove to go hit it with the axe, and he uh, she kind of runs over there really quick, like a little too fast, like they sped up the footage. I think that was just to make the the wings look like they were moving faster and make the actual bug look faster, but they forgot that piece and i I was like okay that's nice to see how they did it It was it was pretty interesting it was a good use um but uh let's go ahead and move on to music and sound um was there not that i recall nothing that really like grabbed me that's at least memorable at all i think overall this music the, the, the whole movie was just loud like there was the screaming was loud. Uh Some of the stuff was just uh, it seemed like it was just over, over loud. But otherwise, I, mean, I don't
2: know. If you were getting chased by mis- giant mosquitoes, would you not scream loud? I know I would.
1: Fair. The the only thing that I have to say about the sound is there were times when. It was so quiet compared to another scene and then so loud compared to another scene mm-hmm. that there were times when I just had to turn up and turn down my volume. It was very that, was, uh, that drove me
0: insane. <laughs> it was a very like head on applied director of the forehead style commercial loudness where it just uh, just suddenly becomes so loud that like the government has to get involved.
1: And then <laughs> the the other thing was uh, just the sound of the mosquitoes. But I think mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if I can give them credit for it. Like y- everyone finds that unsettling right like Mm. it's just the sound of that little buzzing in your ear it's just like oh my gosh it's so annoying so unsettling um so i i mean just playing that sound is you're gonna get some points for it but i don't know if they should really get it it's just yeah the
0: the the characters the characters themselves use sound a lot to to help them out but uh, i don't think that as the as the viewer you're really picking up anything um but uh i anybody got else for for sound i just
2: no, I, I, I did notice that uh they didn't it seemed like they recorded the dialogue separate from the camera so probably like lavalier mics because the mm. it just seemed overlaid mm. over like the background noise so that kind of took me out of it a little bit it wasn't well mixed there It's an 80s movie, cheap, low-budget B-movie, so you can't really hold too much of that against
0: it. Uh, Early 90s, 90s kids will remember this. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah,
1: I think with that, Uh, Dan, do you have a rating scale for us uh, on spoopiness? Oh, you know, I do. Mm -hmm. All right. So as I said earlier, I counted the dead bodies and there was a reason I counted the dead bodies in that (laughs) one scene. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to make note of all the bodies who were sucked dry of the mosquitoes, even though now we have the conspiracy theorists that uh, say that Hendricks is actually the one who killed all those bodies. But we're going to assume that was mosquitoes. That was the email. So, uh, on average, the body has between 1.2 and 1.5 gallons of blood in it uh, for an adult. So, for 52, if we multiply 1.5 times 52, that comes out to around 78 gallons. So, guys, between zero and 78, what would you give this for? On spoopiness, remember, uh, I'm giving it
0: uh, spoopiness or grossness. I think that's kind of what we've kind of come to a, a consensus here. Um, Going to get like. <laughs> three or four gallons of blood for me it wasn't scary it was a couple of those scenes were kind of gross especially early on but other than that uh that was not I was not moved
2: i would feel about the same this movie was not very spoopy at all so yeah about 3.75 gallons of uh spoopy blood
1: it's, i i think i would give it um i might give it like a 10 gallons out of 78, just because 10 gallons of spoopiness out of 78 out of 78. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's about one out of one out of eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> thanks, Matthew. <laughs> almost I, would, uh, <laughs> I would, uh, I would, I would give it that just because <laughs> I think when it was the gross stuff, I found myself being kind of like a little repulsed by it. And I, I think if a horror movie is doing that then it's getting me on that spooky kind of meter. Cause that's part of being spooked out is like the grossness of it. So I'll give it 10 out of 78, still not high, but I'll give it a little bit higher. Mm. Chris. Uh, I'm going with like a, about
4: five, five and a half gallons. Um, Yeah, definitely wasn't spoopy. Uh, Mostly I just was grossed out a lot of, moments mostly with the mosquitoes like when before they're about to like suck out anyone's blood just the green goop coming out but also mostly just like having to like always hear like the of the mosquitoes like i just kept like sitting in my bed like like i was like trying to get bugs off of me like it was just Mm -hmm. it just unsettled me a lot but yeah i didn't love it and kind of just zoned out half the time
2: how else are you going to know when the bugs are coming unless you hear the buzzing? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a very good point. I could just watch the horrible shaky cam describing the head of the <laughs>
3: mosquito bouncing around, but no, yeah, that works too. Jarvis. You know, I don't think I'm smart enough to come up with sort of a liquid rating. Uh, so I'm going to go a different direction. Um, just based off of the fun gore. Um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, Gunner Gunner's in there. I mean, Leatherface is in this movie, guys. We get a leatherface reference back to 1972. But were you scared? There's a fun eight. <sighs> no. No, I was not, <laughs> Kyle.
1: But-
2: <laughs> I think I think he doesn't want to give a liquid rating because he forgot how to use the Imperial system.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I was trying to get past the listeners on that one, but you caught me. You caught me, Mike. Um, I'm going to give this movie overall, just out of, you know, fun 80s, you know, horror movie nostalgia. Um, I'm going to give it four out of ten proboscis. Um, okay. it, was, it was it was fun. Um, there's lots of, you know, free basically, like, you know, freeze dried bodies. And, you know, there's fun gore. There's fun lines. Parks dresses like he's only seen brawny paper towel commercials. Um <laughs> You know, the cinematography just goes downhill with every passing second. There's a scene after they crash the RV where the only thing that's rolling, the only movement we see is the composting toilet just rolling downhill. (laughs) And I think that was a beautiful metaphor for this movie. Um, So I think it was deep. I think it was prophetic. And it reminds me a lot of my childhood. Uh, Four out of ten proboscis, my final thought. Thank you for listening.
0: You know, I'll take it, I guess. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, I think uh, as a consensus, uh, most of us um, what I say not to watch this? I don't know. It, don't don't make a night out of it, but just put it on. Put
1: it on and walk away. I no, think I mean, Mike and I are going to disagree with
0: I'm Dan on the same
2: page. If you I went back and forth on this movie when I was watching it. At first, I hated it and thought it was boring. And then I loved it and then I hated it. And I finally came back around to loving it. If you just let it like wash over you and you lean into it and you accept the dialogue as being corny and cheesing, cliched and just wait, like enjoy hearing the most ridiculous cliché thing that's going to come out of somebody's mouth, <laughs> delivered in the most poor and stilted and wooden way, you can enjoy this movie. So All right, I would, I would give it six out of ten proboscis.
0: All right. Now we're on the proboscis scale. Uh.
1: Yeah. Um God. Um I I I wanna agree with <laughs> I wanna agree with Mike, definitely. Um just just go into it, go watch a a great B movie, be entertained, love Rat at uh Ron Ashton, and since we're all off the grid on the rating, I, I'm gonna go um sixty nine out of sixty nine. <laughs> uh for uh the Stooges song. Okay. Um
0: what's
2: your proboscis rating, Kyle? Uh
0: it, I think I'm gonna stick with a, a reliable three because I think that's how many actually proboscis are in there. Um it's not good. Uh I would like I said, put it on, don't pay attention to it. But it's fine. You could look away and you could figure out the plot in another two seconds, you're good. But if that's everything for everybody, uh I don't Chris, you got a proboscis? I have no proboscis for this one that's fine um but yeah uh I think with that we're gonna wrap it up here um. I want to give a shout out to our uh, our, our logo and, and art uh, that was done by Connor McLeod. You can see that in our description as well as our intro and outro music, which is by uh, Andrew Cavanaugh. Uh, all this information can be found in the description of our podcast. I think that is effectively it. Uh, our next movie is going to be uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Is that correct? Yep. that's right. Correct. Cool. Um yeah, give that a listen or a watch, I guess, and then uh, come back and meet us uh, here in another week. Uh, Chris, do you have anything to say to the nice people?
4: Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. <laughs>